Hello everybody, it's Terry Mize. You know, I was raised in West Texas back in the 50s and 60s. So I had to deal with the rattlesnakes all the time. I mean, walking to school, walking back from school, uh, going outside to play, uh, walking out in my backyard, going in the garage. I had a friend of mine even uh, went to take a shower and tried to shut the shower curtain and it wouldn't shut. And he looks up and there's a rattlesnake wrapped around the shower. I mean, I hate them, I despise them. And when I see a rattlesnake back then and today, it, it creates a visceral reaction on the inside of me. It makes me mad. In fact, I never met a rattlesnake I didn't kill. That's, I, I carry my little friend with me here. If I met one today, I'd kill him today. And that's the way I feel about cancer. That's the way I feel about HIV. Somebody comes up to me in the prayer line and they say, Brother Terry, I've got cancer. Brother Terry, the doctor says I'm going to die. It makes me so mad. Not at the person, at the sickness and disease because Jesus paid for our healing. Uh, we don't just have promises of healing in the Bible. We have purchases of healing in the Bible. Jesus paid in blood for our healing from every sickness, every disease. Psalms 91 says, no plague, no plague, no plague. Come nigh your dwelling. God hates sickness. Jesus hates sickness. I hate sickness. And I expect you to hate sickness. And we have to deal with it in the name of Jesus. The power of life and death, says the Bible, is in the tongue. So we need to decree death. Speak death to COVID. Speak death to cancer. Speak death to, to HIV. Speak death to leukemia, to lupus. You don't coexist with it. You don't say, well, I won't bother you and he won't bother me. No, a rattlesnake doesn't play that way. Neither does disease. You don't, you don't coexist with it. You curse it and speak death to it. And then by the same scripture, you speak life to yourself and life to the people you're praying for. The Zoe life of God. Thanks for this time. God bless you. You're more than conquerors. is watching the earth all the time, looking for a man or a woman that's going to use the Word of God, that's going to speak the Word of God, that's going to move on the Word of God. And when they do, heaven moves. Welcome today to More Than Conquerors program. Terry Mize Ministries is delighted to have you here today. And we're going to just continue to talk about your brand new book coming out. Absolutely. Pulling Down Strongholds. Yes. Hallelujah. I'm excited, ready to uh, share it with you. Um, you know, when Terry's recording and doing things, working at our, at our home, and I get to hear him preach all day long in the house, it's just wonderful. It creates an atmosphere of, uh, I think, worship, and then it's a giant reminder, a checkup all the time. Am I pulling down strongholds? Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Am I doing my job as a Christian? And so that's really the, you know, one of the things that we need as the church, you know, when leaders, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers uh, make their ministries available to the local church. It really is a checkup from the neck up, but, you know, in, in that regard, to cliche it. But on the other hand, 
I mean, the Holy Ghost, the Word of God, Terry, when you read those verses of Scripture, it's like Hebrews 4 says, it digs around on the inside of your heart. Yes, it and it, I think the Amplified Bible says it will search, it will analyze, it will expose, and it will judge the deepest parts sift. of you. Sift, analyze, and expose, and judge the deepest parts of your nature. Are you pulling down strongholds in your own soul? Well, the Apostle Paul said, examine yourself. Yes. And see whether you be in the faith or not. Give him that reference. So That's every now and then we Corinthians. have to just, uh, what is it, 13? Uh, we just have to stop every now and then and say, hey, am I in faith? Yeah. Am, am I in am I in Bible faith? Am I in spirit faith from here? <laughs> or am right. I just operating mental ascent? No I'm just, joke. I'm just going through the motions up here. Yeah. I know the scriptures. I know the words. So am I just spitting them out here, but they don't mean anything? Right. Or am I saying from in here where they have some meaning? Well, that's there's, just there's a real... There's a difference in whether you're speaking out of your spirit or out of your head. Exactly. And we're not head people. We're no, spirit people. We're spirit people. I told my, I had to tell myself that, Renee, whenever I was uh, picked up the hitchhiker yeah. in Mexico when I was 24 years old. And he had the That's gun right. in my ribs. Yes. had the hammer cocked. He had my collar pulled over like this. And I'm driving. And he's screaming at me, I'm going to kill you. And I said to myself out loud, I said, I said, Terry, you handle this in the spirit. I mean, I just talked to myself out loud. And I said, you handle this in the spirit. You're not a head person. You don't handle this in your head. You're a spirit person. Hallelujah. You handle this in the spirit. If you'll handle this in the spirit, exactly. you'll win. And then yeah. I talk back to myself. Like, okay, yeah, I can do that. I, I can do that. See, David did that. David talked yes. to himself. He said, soul, yeah. bless the Lord, oh, my soul. And all that's within me. And the right. soul said, I don't want to. He said, I don't care. Bless the Lord, yeah. oh, my soul. And right. all that's within me, you bless his holy name. That's and right. So we have to cause our spirit man right. to be in control over Right. And dominion over, better word, uh, our body right. and everything else. And if we don't watch out, we we and we've talked about this before. But we don't watch out. Christians don't watch out. They they have this information from their spirit, but That's somehow right. it transfers over a period of time yeah. up to their head. Yeah. And then when they talk, they're talking out of their head and not out of their what the Bible calls the heart, the inner inward right. man of the heart, exactly. which is your spirit. And so uh, e e even you and I have noticed with our with with friends. Uh, that we had for a long time, or even some of our own kids and grandkids that right. they, they've been trained in the Word all these years. Uh, sometimes we'll say, "Hey, well, you know, y'all, y'all pray, y'all, y'all believe God, y'all watch out, the devil's doing this, or, or you know, the, this, there's things going on." And they'll answer us and say, "Oh, we're Christians, that can't affect us." And you and I kind of walk away saying, "They said that out of here." Yeah. You know, it's a true statement. True. But yes. they said it out of here. They didn't say right. it out of here. It has no power. Right. You know, we go in churches sometimes and the greeters are there and we'll shake hands with the greeter mm -hmm. and say, hey, and say, hey, praise the Lord. How you doing? They'll say, bless and highly favored. You know, uh -huh. and it's like they're a parrot, like, rock, bless and highly favored, <laughs> rock, bless and highly favored. Well, it's a great Bible truth that you're right. blessed and highly right. favored. Right. But if you say it out of here, I'm blessed and highly favored. Right. Then it something happens. Something But if you happens. say it out of here, such a oh, I'm blessed and highly favored. Yeah. Bless not your favorite. Rock. Bless not your favorite. It doesn't mean anything, and they don't know the difference. They don't know that it's traveled yeah. from here to here. It's it's kind of like one time in, in Oaxaca, decades ago, Oaxaca, Mexico, uh, some missionaries, uh, uh, friends of well, actually, she was a missionary. She was an American, had come down as a missionary, and then she had married a Mexican pastor. So they were pastor in a church, and uh, a demon-possessed guy had been brought to them, 
My, my. And he was, he, they had him locked up yeah. in a room, right. you know, and then they'd take him food and what have you, but, and they were praying, uh, and, and the guy's just demon-possessed. Yeah. And so uh, uh, <laughs> I came over in a day or two to see him, and uh, uh, he had, a, the guy had a, you know, busted nose and black, busted lip and black eye, and I said, what happened to you? And uh, his wife said, oh, Brother Terry, she said, I really wish you had been here yesterday. She said, with your strong faith and spiritual authority, I wish you had been here. And then she just stopped herself. She said, oh, well, it wouldn't do any good anyway. And I <gasps> said, and I said, uh, you want to tell me what you're talking about? My why, goodness. Why, wouldn't, why was it important that I, I've been here and then all of a sudden it's not important, it wouldn't do any good? What are you talking about? Hello, everybody. This is Terry and Renee Mize. Hello, everyone. We want to give you a quick missionary minute. You know, anytime I'm in the jungle, uh, just God's creation and uh, all the things that are in there, some things are nice, some things are not so nice. Uh, it always reminds me of when I was 18 years old and I was in the jungles of Panama living with an Indian tribe that didn't wear clothes. And uh, there were witch doctors there, lots of witch doctors in the jungle. And so the tribal people had told me, they said, now listen, if you come down the path, because you know, through the jungle, there may be only be one trail. They said, if you're coming down the trail and you meet another group, if it's a witch doctor, you need to step off the trail because the law of the jungle is always the greatest man maintains the trail and the weaker man gets off the trail and lets the greater man pass. And I said, well, that's not going to happen because I am the greater man, so I'm not stepping off the trail. He can step off the trail. And uh, and that happened several times when I was down there, just as an 18-year-old. Of course, I've gotten a lot meaner and a lot tougher since then and got a lot more confidence in God, but I have never stepped off the trail for a witch doctor. I will never step off the trail for a witch doctor. And listen, in your life, don't you do that either. If cancer's coming at you, if That's right. disease is coming That's at you, right. if, if some gunman or robber or shooter is coming at you, don't right. you step off the trail. You've doubled down on the name of Jesus and the Word of God, and you be what God called you to be more than a conqueror. Amen. We love you. God bless yes. you. Thank our Amen. partners for sending us around the world so we can preach the gospel and help people and lift them up and get them saved and get them blessed and get them helped That's and right. cause them to be more than conquerors. She said, well, we had this demon-possessed guy locked up in the closet, locked right. up in a room in there. Right. And she said, uh, and, and my husband went to give him some food yesterday, and he opened the door, and the guy attacked him, just went, ah, and started wow. after him. Wow. And, and said, my husband said, the blood of Jesus has power. La sangre de Cristo tiene poder. And she said, but he attacked him anyway and, and beat him up and got away. And she said, so, you know, your being here wouldn't have made any difference. And I said, wait, 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 time out. I said, no, 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 my, 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 my being here would have made a difference. Yeah, no joke. And she said, well, why? Mm -hmm. And I said, well, I said, because what your husband said was just a statement of truth. Mm -hmm. I said, he might as well said the grass is green. Right. The sky is blue. The sun this will rise tomorrow. Yeah. I said, those are statements of truth. The blood of Jesus has power. That's true. That's just a statement of truth. But I said, that's not going to stop the devil. Right. She said, well, well, what would you have done any different? And I said, well, instead of talking up here and saying, the sky's blue, yeah. grass is green, sun's going to rise tomorrow, right. blood of Jesus has power. You know, I, I, I just spoke out of here and said, and said, you stop in the name <coughs> of Jesus. I take authority me. over you and dominion over you right now. You stop and hold your peace and come out of that man. And I would have said it from here 
instead of just a statement. It is true the blood of Jesus has power, right. but you can go around and say that all day no. and there's no. no power in it. Right. So we're talking this week or have been talking about my new book, Pulling Down Strongholds. And we're, we're telling testimonies and stories out of that. But my series on spiritual authority, I tell this testimony because uh, she said, well, with your spiritual authority, it, it would have made a big difference. Then she said, oh, no, it wouldn't have made a difference anyway. Well, no, because I wouldn't have said it from, from here. Right. I would have said it from here. Absolutely. I would have taken authority from here yes. instead of just declaring a, a, a truth. It's, it's true. You could have just said, you know, kids are cute. You know, puppies are cute. Uh, those are statements of truth. Right. But right. that's not going to stop the devil. Right. It's kind of when, when Jesus came in, in there in what, John, what is it, 12, wherever it was, the guy, the father had a demon possessed son. Yes. And then Jesus came along and, and the father said to the Jesus said, said, I brought my demon possessed son to your disciples uh, yes. to, to, to cast out the devil, but they could not. And so Jesus what said, oh, you have little faith. How long am I going to be with dynamic. you? And he cast the devil out. Yeah, right. And then they asked him later, the disciples asked him later, said, well, why, why couldn't, why couldn't we cast him out? And he said, because you're unbelief. Yeah. And see, see the guy Isn't said, the, the guy said they could not. It wasn't they, that they could not. Because Jesus gave them the power. They right. could. Yeah. It's if they would not because they didn't know how to operate in that. So well, you can that, have the power. Yeah. You can have it in here. Exactly. But if you're not operating in here in your spirit, man, you're operating up here, then even though that power is here, you're not releasing it from here because right. you're not a head person. You're a spirit person. Well, and that's how subtle it is even for a Christian to... Uh, really move over into the soul realm and not even know they've done it because it's a exactly, subtle exactly. it's a subtle deception exactly. uh, of the soul to make you think you're all right because you're saying the same things you've always said right, right. but you're not policing like you've been talking about pulling down strongholds right. you're not policing your own soul sure. to make sure you're in the faith exactly. like that scripture you quoted out of was the second corinthians over there uh, Paul said to see if you're in the faith, uh, you know, examine you yourself, examine, yourself. examine yeah. yourself to see if you're in the faith. I think that's that's probably, Terry, a full time job. To, if, if you're so busy policing yourself to make sure you're not letting unbelief slip in, to make sure you're not getting preoccupied and distracted with other things that take away from your forward advance to develop your own faith. Right. Then, then the enemy can come in there and he knows that. He's watched the human race for of course, thousands of, of course, years. Of course. And so he knows what will distract you, what will be the bright, shiny thing to hang in front of your face to make you think, <clears throat> excuse me, make you think you're doing okay. And yet you're not pulling down strongholds. You're not seeing the effect in your words or in your prayers. And that's what pulling down strongholds to me has been for me. It's when you, like I was saying, when you're preaching around the house and I'm hearing your voice on the CD, then I'm telling you, I mean, it's just absolutely a checkup from the neck up to right, make sure right, to see right. if I'm still in the faith. Exactly. And if, if I'm not doing that, I'm not pulling down strongholds. I'm not taking authority right. over exactly the things right. the enemy would like to and do like in my you own said, life. It's so subtle with Christians because they know it it's is. a Bible truth. It is. They know it's true to say the blood of Jesus has power. Right. You know, it's kind of like I use the example many times in my spiritual authority series. And I say, I ask the congregation, "Does the name of Jesus have power?" 
Right. And they all say, yes, yes, yes. I said, does it really? Well, yes, yes, yes. But, but does the name of Jesus really, really, really have power? They say, uh -huh. yes, yes, yes. I said, well, what about, I said, I used to live in Mexico. In, in Mexico, every, every third little boy is named Jesus. Right. Jesus. Right. I said, all the girls are named Mary, and, and, and the ones that aren't, the boys that aren't named Jesus are named <laughs> Joseph. You know, <laughs> Jesus, Joseph, and Mary. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so in, in the evening time in Mexico and, and other places, you can hear mamas outside all over Mexico saying, Jesus, come in, come in, wash your hands. We're going to have dinner. Right. Jesus, get your homework done. Jesus, go to bed. <laughs> Jesus, I'm going to spank you if you don't mind. Jesus, And they use the name of Jesus all day long. Right, right. And there's no power whatsoever in right. it. Right. So, so there's a difference in, in using yes. the name of Jesus right. from here and then the name of Jesus from here. Well, it's, it's like taking deception. communion in church. No. Some churches give have communion every Sunday. Right. Don't think a thing in the world about it. It's just rote. It's just it's just repetition. It's just exactly. oh, it's time to take. Oh yeah, we got to take communion. And so yeah. they take communion. Don't think a thing in the world about it. Yeah. Or it's like pay, paying tithes, giving offerings. They just the bucket comes by. They drop their money and never think a thing in the world. There's no faith applied to it. Right. It's not done in the spirit. It's done out of here, wow. like, oh, I'm a Christian. I love God. I want to give. I want to pay my tithes. So they just, they do. They put it in the bucket, but but don't think a, a thing in the world about it. Well, you so, know, I just I just feel like so many times we just come across to hell <laughs> as a bunch of silly dumb bunnies because mm -hmm. we're we're you wind us up mm -hmm. and sure. we go out and we say all this stuff, but nobody's saying it from down in here. Right. No. And they're not saying it in, in, in as though they know they have authority over hell. Exactly. There's a different tone in your voice. Exactly. There's a different look on your face. Exactly. There's fire in your eyes. Exactly. When you should say these things and pull down strong. Sure. It is not a polite prayer. No. Well, it is a blood-curdling yell. In this day and age we live in, <laughs> in America, what's happening to our nation uh, they want everybody to be soft. Yes. They say masculinity is toxic. Don't be a man. Oh my uh, goodness! And so they want you to say, "Now, Mr. Devil, please leave me alone. You leave yeah. me alone. Don't and raise I'll leave your you voice. Don't, that won't work. Yeah. It's kind of like the example I use all the time. And again, in spiritual authority series, uh, if you leave for for work during the day and you go to puppy follows you. Yeah, right. And he's just wagging his tail and he's just panting and he's just so happy, you know, and he's following you to work and you say, oh, honey, go go back. You can't go to you can't go to work with mama. You can't go to work with daddy. You go home. You go home. And he'll just follow you and wag oh, his right, tail. Right. And then you stop and say, no, you need to go home. You'll get hurt out of here. you get run over out of here. It's dangerous. You can't go to work. Go home. Go home. And you do that three or four times. That puppy doesn't listen. He just wags his right. tail and follows yeah. along. But if you stomp your foot and say, go home. Right. Boy, I tell you, that dog will drop his tail under his leg and yeah. turn around and take off and go home tone because there's an authority yeah. in your voice. Tone determines passion. Absolutely. Tone determines your, uh, like I said a minute ago, because it inspired me what you were saying, is that what we say from the Holy Ghost fire of God should be a blood-curdling yell in the ears of hell. Oh, yeah. And so that we are literally pulling down strongholds oh, in the realm of the spirit. Absolutely. But w in regard to what you're talking about, the soul of, of, a, of a Christian mm -hmm. is that we want to have that same power in our words to pull down thoughts yes. that would really degrade sure. the level of Christianity from what from whence we speak. Sure, 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 so sure. that we are not in a position of weakness ever. We're never in a position where we're uh, we see ourselves as the victim being attacked by hell so that 
because that's what well, depression's victor, trying to do. Yeah, of course. De depression's trying to, of like a Coke can, depress you. Mm -hmm. It's trying to make you be small mm -hmm. when down on the Spirit of God on the inside of you, He knows how big you are. And our scripture text for pulling down strongholds from our book is uh, uh, 2 Corinthians uh, 10, verse 4. That says, that says uh, you must uh, uh, cast down imaginations. Well, that's an, that's an action. Right. Cast down imagination. Don't just lay it down. No. And then he said, uh, bring every thought in the captivity of Jesus yes. Christ. The original language, that's a war, the that's, original language is, is yeah. arrest like a dangerous criminal. Well, that's an action thing. Uh, right. Then it says, pull down strongholds. Uh, anytime you see these people pulling down a statue or pulling down a stronghold, there's always yelling and grunting and, and yeah, straining. Yeah. And and there's and, a passion and, and to action it. and passion to yeah, it. Yeah, right. Every warrior you ever see in any country exactly. in the world yells yeah. when they go. I mean, whether it's Japan or whether it's a, a Watusi <laughs> warrior in, in Africa. No, that's right. Uh, there's a there's a yell. There's, there's a, a battle there's, cry. There's, yeah, yeah. And, and yet Christians today is. Oh, well, let's just be meek and mild. And, and, uh, <laughs> they don't who, even who, want to work up a sweat. Was it, uh, I mean, goodness Mr. gracious. Mr. Obama, when he was president, you know, actually told us, don't pray, right. but have moments of silence. <laughs> well, you know, Dear that's God. not going to do anybody any good. No, it doesn't. You, you've got to pray with, and, and, and when, you're, when you're dealing with the devil, you've got to have some passion to it. Yeah. How so afraid nice you're going to have? How so afraid you're going to put a passion behind what well, yeah. you're saying? You don't talk nice to the devil. No. You don't say, "Well, come in, let's talk about this." But we, you know, one one of the chapters in in uh, pulling down strongholds is called arresting fear. Yeah. And we have wow. to arrest fear because, yes, as do. I've said thousands of times, fear and faith cannot live in the same house. Exactly. You can't operate both in faith and in fear. And one's going to be full, and one's going to be empty. You right. can't. You can't. You know, you can't be full of fear and full of faith. You no, have to right. be full of faith and empty on fear, exactly. or full of fear and empty on faith. And so you that's have to you have example. to arrest that. Yeah. Uh, and, and and that works for everybody. Right. I mean, you know, sometimes I talk to businessmen and they're worried about their business. They're saying, right. "Oh, but they say the economy's bad," and and, and 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 they say it's going to get worse, and and you know the market's down, and and blah blah blah, and this and this and this and this and this and this. And I say, "Hey, hey, wait, wait, wait! You better you better cut that out. You better stop that. You better right. bite your lip, uh, you bite your tongue, and just stop yeah. because you start meditating on that." And dwelling on that and thinking about it all day long, it's a thought, and you haven't arrested that thought. Then you go home and get in bed tonight, you'll lay there and think about it. Now it becomes an imagination. Yeah. Because that thought you've been entertaining all day, and now you're, it's an imagination. You lay in bed and think, oh my God, what's going to happen if the economy, what? And you see yourself going broke, you see yourself losing business, you see yeah, yourself no declaring joke. bankruptcy, you see your, your, yourself you know, not having any money. And then that thing turns into you entertain that imagination. And then the next day or two, it's a stronghold. Oh, my goodness, And now yes. you're in trouble. That's how fast it can happen. Now you're in trouble. Yeah. So you've got to arrest that thing when it's just a thought. And it comes to you and says, oh, the, the, the economy's bad and it's getting worse and I'm not going to make money. No, in the name of Jesus, my God meets all my needs according to His right. rich and glory by Christ right. Jesus. I'm a giver. I'm a tither. I, I, I'm, I'm blessed of all my God. <coughs> God blesses me in, in the me. city and in the field and the basket and the store. And, uh, everything I put my hand to prospers. And you've got to come out of here and arrest that thing as a dangerous That's criminal. That's exactly right. And don't entertain it and play with it until it becomes an imagination and then don't entertain that and play with that until it becomes a stronghold. Now you got a problem. Well, so we have to arrest it. That's right. I mean, you just think about somebody. I mean, we've all done this. We've all done it to our own detriment. 
but your words are the most powerful thing on the oh, planet. Absolutely. And when absolutely. you stand around, uh, that's part of Psalm 1. Sent James the seed talks in. about the power of the tongue and how yeah. it's, a, it's a little member, but it drives a, a rudder drives a whole ship. Yeah, James <laughs> you know? 3. What, Psalm 1 I was thinking about too. It says, Blessed is a man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in, in the, the way, way of sinners, sinners nor sitteth in the, the seat of the scornful. scornful. The whole thing about hell is trying to get you to release words out of your mouth that will create an atmosphere of fear oh, or faith. Absolutely. If you're standing around and you're griping about the economy and everything going on and all day long, you don't make a distinction between, yeah, that's what they're doing, sure. but as for me and my house, that's we're right. going to, you right. know, you've got to, there's, there's nothing wrong with saying, I know this is what the world's doing. Sure. I know what the devil's plan sure. is. I know who he's using to put, to bring about that plan, but as for me and my house. But Absolutely. if you just stand around and talk that, you create your words in a conversation like that will create an atmosphere oh, of, of fear and worry. It, Same become, thing. The whole point is Satan wants it to be a stronghold. That's exactly right. If you stand around and you're at the water cooler at your office or you're standing you know, around and you're having a family reunion or something and you start criticizing and griping a family member, you start carrying on about your boss and you start complaining about all that, everything. You create an atmosphere with those words that are detrimental words to your always own create soul. An atmosphere. And whatever you sow in criticism towards somebody else, darling, God is not mocked. Whatsoever we sow, we're going to reap a harvest well, you know, of that. Businessmen, I've talked to businessmen. They've studied the Great Depression. Right. And they think about the Great Depression. And what if the Great Depression... Well, you know, in 1929... We had the Great Depression. Yes, we did. Reporters said that suicide rates went up 1,700%, that you could not walk down the street in New York City Jesus. on Black Friday because people jumping out of buildings, landing on the sidewalk. And uh, that's all. that was all fear. Jesus, Men that went to bed goodness. one night as a millionaire, right. woke up the next morning as a pauper, right. couldn't handle the pressure, couldn't handle the fear of, oh, my God, what am I going to do? So they yes. jumped out the window. Same thing happened in the 80s in, in, right. in, in America when we were in our 30s right. with, with the oil crisis. Exactly. Uh, and with the gas crisis, the gas shortage. And you can argue all day you want to whether it really was a crisis or not. I mean, whether it really was a shortage or not, but you can't argue that it was a crisis. Right. And, and I mean, we'd drive down the street and people would be lined up at gas stations. And, and if you Out went and looked at their gas tanks, mm -hmm. most of them had three quarters or a half a tank of gas. They were just scared they were going to run out. So their fear created the shortage, right. created the crisis. Because, oh, my God, I may run out of gas. Even though I've my got half a tank, goodness. I better go gas up. My and goodness. so it's, all that's fear-based just to be a stronghold in your life to torment you because fear has torment. Yes. But perfect love casts out fear and God's love. And God's not giving God us the spirit of fear. God always has a plan. <laughs> but he has given us a spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. Yes. And we're about out of time again, so there that goes. But we have got to understand <laughs> pulling down strongholds is not uh, It's not for the weak-minded or the fear, faint of heart. No. We have to attack the devil. As you and I have said so many times over the years, You've got to be as fierce as an Old Testament warrior. And when so, they built the wall for Nehemiah, they built the wall with a shovel in one hand and a sword in the that's other. That's right. And we've got to be a fierce Old Testament warrior when the devil sticks his head up. And yet we just be a nice, normal Christian, New yeah. Testament Christian, with love and grace and kindness and forgiveness and all that during during the normal times. But when the enemy comes, right. we grab our sword and turn into a fierce 
Old Testament word. Well, and use that, use all that power on yourself first. Yeah. Get yourself straight. And out of here, not out of here. Stay straight, <laughs> and then that that other can you can use to help other people with. Sure. You know. Well, we our time is gone, as Terry said. We are honored and thrilled to have you join in with us, and we believe it's going to bear much fruit in your life. And in the meantime, we're going to say with you one more time that you are more, more than, than conquerors. conquerors. Bye bye. I read Terry's stories about he ended up being in Mexico, being shot at by robbers. Eating up the stories that he would tell of his missions and ministry, and it would build my faith. <laughs>